listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B, and this is episode number 55, Getting Things Done. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Fitness Matters Podcast, where we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And you guys, I think you're going to like this one. Today, I have some pretty practical advice and also of course some mindset advice. (laughs) I mean it's it's always a mix right about getting things done. I know I know that you have things that you want to get done. I know that you have goals that you want to meet. You have things that you want to do and I will tell you that I I do too. And I've noticed in my own life that the way to get things done is often not the way that I think I'm going to get things done. Sometimes when I'm trying to get things done, I I inadvertently tell myself and have self-talk that is not as helpful as it could be. And that's what we're talking about today. The things that we tell ourselves in our efforts to get things done. You know, so often when we are trying to reach a goal, and for our purposes today, I really am going to talk rather significantly about weight loss, just because it's such a great example. I want you to know that our topic today totally relates to lots of different kinds of goals that you might have, lots of different things that you might want to get done. But because we're talking about fitness and because it really does fit so well in with this topic, I'm going to pretty much stick with weight loss as my example. But like always, I mean, I know you guys tell me all the time, actually, that you apply the things that I'm talking about to all kinds of situations that actually have nothing to do with your fitness. And I love that you see it that way. When we talk about mindset and we talk about our thoughts and our feelings and our actions and our results, like it has so much to do with everything in your life. You can apply these principles to your job. You can apply these principles to your relationships. You can apply these principles anywhere. But today, again, we're pretty much just talking about weight loss. So so when we talk about losing weight. And I mean, even when I talk about losing weight, you know that I do this. I tell you the things that you need to do. You need to eat the right number of calories. You need to drink the right amount of water. You need to sleep well. You need to exercise moderately. You need to manage your stress. Like, like there are action items to be done when you want to lose weight. And that's, that's all well and good. You know what that list is. And that's never really the problem. When you have trouble losing weight, it's not it's not about the items on the task list. It's about what we are telling ourselves about those items. That can be the thing that holds you back from getting things done. When we tell ourselves we have to get things done or I'm so I'm so I'm struggling with this task. That's where we run into the problem of getting things done. And it's not the actions themselves that are difficult. You're capable of eating the right number of calories. I mean, it's calories, it's food. You, you know, you pick up a fork, you put it in your mouth, you chew, you swallow, you digest. It's not, it's not problematic to eat the right number of calories. The problem is how we think about it. It's not problematic to drink water. The problem is how we think about the water. The problem isn't getting enough sleep. The problem is how we are thinking about our sleep and our ability 
to sleep. The problem isn't managing your stress. Aha! <laughs> because it's our thinking about managing stress that can be stressful. The problem isn't the exercising. It's how we think about exercising. When we are thinking about things to get done, we are very often inadvertently actually blocking ourselves from doing it. And it's so amazing to me how this goes that something we logically say to ourselves, of course I want to lose weight. Of course I'm going to do the five action items. Of course this is how this is going to work. And yet, and yet we all, and this isn't even like a judgment thing. This is me telling you I have done the exact same thing in my life. We find ourselves not behaving the way that we think we want to behave. Our logical brain is saying, eat the right number of calories, and yet, and yet we don't. So where's the disconnect here? How come we are not getting things done? Well, my friends, I already told you, we're not getting things done because of something else that we're thinking. The logical part of your brain is totally ready to get things done. The logical part of your brain sees the list, understands how to get it done, knows how to look up recipes, goes to you know an app and starts counting the calories and calculating it all out and can make a meal plan and understands all the logistics of exactly how to get the tasks done. And yet, and yet there's another part of your brain. You know, if logic was the only thing we ever had to deal with, well, first of all, we wouldn't even have this problem. None of us would have any problems ever if logic was the actual ruler of our actions. <laughs> however, however, we have two parts of our brain. We have the logical part, which is what actually makes us human. We, that logical upper brain, the prefrontal cortex, that's where we make plans for the future. That's where we understand tactics. That's where we understand what's coming next and how to get things done. However, we have another part of our brain that is the, some people call it by different names. It's either the animal part of your brain, the lizard brain, the old brain. It's the part of your brain that doesn't really operate on logic at all. In fact, that part of your brain operates on feelings. Now, it's still capable of thinking and or there's enough communication between the prefrontal cortex and the old part of your brain that your prefrontal cortex can give language to things that don't necessarily have language in the old part of your brain. In fact, that is, that is something that I would actually really like to do a little bit more research on because I am very curious about this. I know that the old part of your brain really does operate on emotions and instincts much more, and the upper part of your brain is where we have language, but we are able to assign language and thoughts to some of our subconscious and old brain workings. And I'm really curious about how that works. And I'm honestly, I'm not even sure if we scientists entirely understand. There's so much about the brain we don't know. You guys, this is totally a digression off to the side, but I just want to be really, really clear. First of all, that I'm not any kind of a brain scientist at all. <laughs> like my, my understanding of the brain is rudimentary at best. And even that is probably being pretty generous. Second of all, even people who do study the brain, they will tell you that there is so much that we just don't know. Like there are lots of principles that we do understand, but there are just huge 
gaping holes in our knowledge of exactly how it all works, partly because everybody's brain is a little bit different. So therefore, there's no one standard for every single person in the world operates exactly this way. We all have our own set of circumstances. We all have our own thoughts about those circumstances, our own programming, our own, our own individual twist on all of it which makes it fascinating. Like for me, this is endlessly fascinating how what we think creates what we get in the world. But so about that, about what you would like to create, how you would like to do the tasks that are going to create the results, because this is how it works. Your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings drive your actions, and then your actions get you results. And so often when we want something, when we have a goal, we focus so much on the actions. I mean, we think by planning for the actions that that we're done deal here. You know, obviously, if I understand how many calories I need to eat, I will be able to do that. If I understand logically how much water to drink, how much sleep to get, how much to exercise, and how to manage my mind, of course, I will do all that. And yet, and yet here we are sometimes finding ourselves snacking when we don't mean to be snacking, staying awake when we mean to be asleep, not drinking water when we mean to be drinking water, exercising too much, exercising too little, not managing our stress. We find ourselves in these situations. And I will tell you, it is not because we have not planned ahead. It is not because we are not thinking logically about what we want to get done. It is because we are not feeling the way we need to feel to get things done. I know, I know, some of you are like, "Mm, I don't know, Paula. I'm with you logically on the whole thoughts create feelings, feelings drive actions, actions get you results. Like, I get it, but my feelings, I mean, my feelings are just kind of, they're just kind of there. They just kind of do their own thing. Well, here's, here's what I mean. We mostly notice our feelings. When we're thinking about things like, oh, I feel sad, or I feel excited, or I feel devastated, or I feel happy, we mostly notice like big feelings. But what we don't always consciously think about and consciously notice are some of what I call little feelings, even though they're not little at all, but they're a little bit more background. And what we might notice instead of the actual feeling is maybe the absence of feeling. One of the biggest questions that I get as a fitness trainer is, what do I do when I'm not feeling motivated? So we notice when we don't feel motivated, but we have no idea how to create that feeling for ourselves. We give the responsibility of feelings to things sort of external. I want to, I want to feel motivated so that I will work out as though, as though that's not in our control. This is the problem with motivation really specifically. And that's not the only feeling that you might need to get your actions done, but we're going to talk about it a little bit here. We feel like motivation, we think that motivation comes from something out there, that it is a whim, that it is something that just simply comes to us. But there are no feelings at all that come to us that are not created by our own thoughts. 
I'm going to let that sink in for just a quick second. Because I know, I know that you understand me. I know logically you've been with me this whole time, no matter how many episodes of the podcast you've listened to. I know you get what I'm saying because you are a smart, beautiful, wonderful person who has a very logical and intelligent brain. I know you get it, but sometimes we still really have this belief that our emotions are a little bit outside of our control, that they're a little bit like wild animals is how I think of my emotions sometimes. Like, well, I, I, you know, it's nice to see them in a zoo. I understand them and I can study them in a zoo, but like out in the world, I mean, you know, raccoons, possums, they're, they're kind of freaky. They scare me a little bit and they just, they seem like they're going to just do whatever wild animals do on their own with no, you know, no regard for me. But you do indeed have control over your emotions. And I say this with a pretty loose interpretation of the word control. Yes, you can manipulate your thoughts to control your feelings. But we don't really want to spend that much time doing such a thing, right? I mean, to be 100% in control of every single one of your thoughts and every single one of your feelings, it's very unrealistic. Some of your feelings are going to come to you very naturally from your thoughts that you are not currently in control of. But here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going with this. We often have thoughts that we think are going to be, if not, if not helpful, maybe not harmful. We say things to ourselves like, oh, I've just got to lose this weight. And it sounds like, like determination. Like when you, when you are saying, I've got to lose this weight, you might think that you feel determined. You might think logically that that means that you are going to be able to make yourself eat the right number of calories and drink your water and sleep well and exercise moderately and manage your mind. But I'd like to point out to you that that thought might not actually be creating for you a productive emotion. For me personally, and this is, this is just me, and you might feel differently from that sentence, but for me personally, when I think to myself, I have to do something, I feel pressure. That to me is a pressure feeling. And again, for me personally, pressure is uncomfortable. It is not a pleasurable emotion. It is, and this is again, another quick digression here. Emotions are not positive or negative. We assign those words to certain kinds of emotions. We think of them as positive or negative, but positive and negative is actually a thought that we are having. It's an opinion that we are having about a feeling, which is a whole nother layer of the onion. But this is what I'm going to point out to you really specifically about this emotion of pressure. Some people thrive with pressure. Some people feel good under pressure and enjoy that feeling. And it does actually drive actions that they are looking for. For me personally, pressure absolutely causes me to shut down. When I 
think a thought like I have to do something and I feel pressure, the actions that that drives for me are things like isolating myself, completely shutting down and not thinking about what it is that I'm supposed to be doing, looking for something else to do, um, you know, go to the pantry and get something to eat, pick up my phone, start scrolling on Facebook, really anything to get me out of that feeling of pressure. Pressure is very uncomfortable for me and it drives me very frequently to basically run away from it because it's a non-pleasurable feeling for me. And your brain, just so you know, your brain very very automatically seeks pleasure and avoids pain, which is why we find ourselves sometimes doing these actions that are avoiding the pain of our thought. My thought, I have to do something, creates a feeling that I associate with negativity, pressure, and therefore the actions that get driven from that are avoidance. And then, of course, the result, the result that I get from that is that I still have to do that thing, like lose weight or eat my calories or drink my water or go to bed on time or whatever, because I have actively avoided it because my brain is avoiding the discomfort and not pleasure, pain of the feeling that I have associated with that thought. I'm going to let you digest that for a quick second because I know that we kind of, we went forward and we went backwards and we really had a lot of, a lot of moving parts there. Let's look at that from another angle though. If pressure actually feels good to you, if you are the kind of person who thinks of yourself as somebody who works best under pressure, who loves a deadline, who loves high stakes, who loves feeling like there's nothing worth doing unless there's some way that I could fail big. This is the kind of thing that I'm learning to like. I'm learning to enjoy, not pressure specifically, but I'm learning to enjoy the thought of of failing big. I'm learning to embrace the discomfort of, of pressure and failure. But that's, that's a topic for another day too. But anyways, let's say that you are already that kind of person. You already think of yourself as somebody who loves pressure. This is what I'm talking about with how feelings are neither positive nor negative. Feelings are what you think they are. So if you love the feeling of pressure and that thought for you, I have to lose this weight, feels really like exciting and driven because of that pressure, the actions that you will take is that you will probably bust out some, you know, huge planner and like plan the week's meals and get all your calories totally dialed in and buy yourself a nice water bottle and make sure that you are always drinking enough and you'll set your alarm on your phone to make sure that you have a bedtime routine and a morning routine and you'll start doing thought work every day. Like you will make this stuff happen. You know why? Because of the feeling, because of the feeling that for me (laughs) turned into not getting things done, the feeling of pressure for you might get things done. This is why it's so important to consider what it is that we are saying to ourselves and what that feels like. When I say to you, Something like, oh, if you're telling yourself, I have to lose with this weight, that's bad and you won't get anything out of it that you want to get out of it. 
it might not be that case for you. We've just discovered how one sentence in two different brains, because it was a thought and not a fact. <laughs> but that's, again, that's a whole nother topic. And there's already been that podcast, The Facts Versus Opinions. I totally encourage you to go listen to that one. But that thought that you're having drives a feeling, creates a feeling in you that will drive either action or inaction. And this is what I'm going to encourage you to do. I'm going to encourage you. Here's the practical part. Here's the homework part. Here's the part where you get to dig in and make yourself a list of things that you are already currently telling yourself and things that you think you could or should or would like to tell yourself. And then from those lists, go through every single sentence on there and really take a moment to analyze what they feel like. Decide what feelings those thoughts are creating for you. When you hear some of the things you've been telling yourself in an effort to make yourself do what you want to do and get things done, and you realize what feeling it's actually creating for you, you'll notice that that is why you might not be getting the results that you are looking for. It's why you might not be actually doing the actions that you want to be doing logically. And then when you brainstorm new things that you'd like to tell yourself, run it through that same litmus test. This is my semi-occasional rant about affirmations, my friends. Affirmations only work if they work for you. Affirmations are only as good as what your brain feels like from those sentences. When you tell yourself... I'm beautiful and wonderful, and of course I can do anything that I want to do. (laughs) That was my affirmation voice, by the way. (laughs) You might not actually create a feeling of motivation or stick-to-itiveness that's actually going to drive the actions that gets you the results that you're looking for. For me, when I hear affirmations in that that affirmation voice, there is another part of my brain having a thought about that thought that is like, this is absolute garbage. There is no way this is true. I don't believe any of this. That for me creates a feeling of skepticism and that skepticism does not drive the actions that I'm aiming for. When you spend time with your feelings you will unlock the secret sauce to getting things done. And, and the, other, the other small part of that is when you take responsibility for your feelings. Because you can, you can feel your feelings, certainly. And you will notice your feelings, whether you have motivation or don't have motivation, or have a feeling of stick to or have a feeling of pressure. But when you realize that you are creating that feeling for yourself and that you have the power to create a feeling that will really drive the actions that you want to drive. I think 
that it will get you to spend a little bit more time on your feelings. They'll get you to spend some time noticing and creating them on purpose. And here's the thing, like always, it's going to take practice. It's going to take making a couple of lists. It's going to take paying attention to what you are already telling yourself and what you'd like to tell yourself and really noticing what kind of actions come out of that. When you are paying attention to your thoughts and noticing what kind of feelings they create for you, you, my friend, will be able to drive your actions and get things done. It's exciting, right? And you know, I want to know about it. (laughs) You know, I want to know what kinds of thoughts you are thinking, what kinds of feelings you have been intentionally or unintentionally creating for yourself and what kind of actions you are going to get in the future with your intentional thoughts and feelings. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. So are you totally loving this mindset work and you really want to do it like, you know, every day in order to get your goal? Then my friend, you need to join the Get Your Goal group. It is my personal and private, very interactive coaching and accountability group where every day we talk about your mindset and we get your goal. You can learn all about it at paulabfitness.com slash get dash your dash goal. I'll see you in the goal group.